Good evening and welcome back to the Dark Side Live podcast. So tonight we've got Jamie Gill coming back on, um, our very first guest. Um, so we're going to have a, like, a really good conversation with Janie. Very free-flowing this one because we've already done that previous podcast with her. Um, so we're going to have obviously get some up to date, what she's been up to. Um, so really it's good, uh, try and get as much, like I always say, as much content in the hour as possible. Um, I'd love to expand it even more on the hour, but really I think an hour is quite a good one anyway, just to get as much you know, content as possible on there. So we're just going to wait for Janie just to jump on board um, and then we'll get the conversation going straight away. Um, but like as of Wednesday, we've got Hugh Keir coming back on. Um, hopefully the connection will be even better this time. Um, and then we've got Dave Bradband coming on Thursday. So they're going to be two uh, podcasts definitely worth um, connecting to and joining on Wednesday and then Thursday, like I said. Uh, so just really just wait for Janie to come on. Um, so really, yeah, this is someone that obviously the, the podcast itself has kind of like got bigger than the actual page. Now I've got a lot of people who are saying, can I come on? Um, so I have got guests uh, kind of going to be booking in uh, for the next few weeks. Uh, just take a couple of weeks of time. And obviously I've just seen Janie there just jump on. So if you want to, uh, yep, the request coming through there. Right, just going to get this started. Good evening. Hey, how are you? Yeah, yeah, good. Yourself? Good, yeah, very well, thank you. Very well. Excellent, excellent. Good to hear. So you've been busy? Yeah, I've been a bit busy, actually. It sort of went from nothing to everything, really. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Lots of floating about the country, um up to Silverstone and Brands Hatch and stuff. It's Yeah, it's exciting. Brilliant, brilliant. Great to hear, because obviously like, so much is happening. It seems that uh, only a short time, the last time we spoke, because you were being obviously the first guest on the podcast. Um, and I explain, I mean, this podcast has actually got bigger than the page. But I've Just got people like... Yeah, which it is. I mean, it's really what people are asking. It's, I'm getting DMs, people saying, oh, is, you know, can I come on? Or, you know, and I'm thinking, great. And there's people from all backgrounds, because essentially that's what I want. I want that diversity. I don't want to purely be obviously a, like a military, purely military. Yeah. And I, I want that diversity there from people. So if you just want to jump straight on there, Jane, just give everybody like obviously yourself an update of, uh, of what you've been up to really in the last few weeks. Um, so what I've been up to, so um, I'm part of the uh, 81 Racing Heroes team, uh, which was sort of the brainchild of a chap called Peter Noflak. And he, um, he lives over in Closters and couple of years ago he and his wife were helping with skiing for veterans Brilliant. and peter was always into um racing so he'd worked in motorsport and raced porsche uh, porsches and ferraris and he was very much inspired by by the guys and girls who were skiing who had been injured and so he wanted to uh set up um uh i don't know a company or charity yeah. Um, to get veterans into motorsport and yeah. it's just going from strength to strength now which is wonderful I think actually lockdown probably helped us quite a bit yeah. um, because things were getting busy with the racing just before it happened and it um, it gave us time to do all the admin and the the sort of back end work if you like on the website and you know, create lots of collaborations yeah. um, with other other drivers and and the FIA. In fact, we've got um, for the women's team. We've got actually official sponsorship, uh, official support from the FIA, which is awesome. 
Brilliant, because I mean, that's what I've been saying myself. With this lockdown, a lot of people saw it as that negative part, you know, for what it was. Yeah. But like myself, I've always seen it as a positive because, like I said, this is a situation we've never been in before. But it's a lot of opportunities we've never had before. So essentially, yeah. like that, it's like you said, you've, you were literally ready to like launch there, but you've also given that extra time so you can work on the like, admin on those smaller parts of it, which is yeah. great. And, and that's what I could really see. There's a lot of positive coming out of it where you could, you could do things that you never had that time, isn't it? Yeah, I, I guess it depends on your, um, you know, on your mindset, really, yeah. and and your personal situation. I mean, we're we're growing something and evolving something, but I guess if you're if you're working a you know a, a conventional job, if you like, yeah. and you are sat at home, well, maybe you know maybe there is that sort of lull, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I think it's more it's because people have that routine, don't they? They have that standard routine. Yeah. We all know, you know, you get up in the morning, you go to work, you know, you do your day's work, you come home. And then, I think have that, have that like day-to-day -day routine there. But as soon as we're told, oh, is he out of the furloughed or you work from home, like what I've been doing all the way through, it's it used, it, for myself, I always said it, I keep a routine. I keep the same routine because I'm not going to change. Because yeah. as soon as you allow yourself to like fall out that routine, that's when you start thinking, oh, Right, and then things start getting slack. You start like things start falling to the wayside. But I think it is like it's essentially that you've got to have that routine. But it's great for people who you know who've got that like that that, that time there. They can work on mm -hmm. so many additional areas, and plus it's brilliant like that area like it's then evolution as well. That's what she would all really be aiming for. Mm. I mean, to be honest, I've never really had much of a routine. Actually, I just I've never well, I have had sort of conventional jobs but not many yeah. i didn't they it didn't really work for me to be honest going to the same <laughs> place every every day i hated myself a bit during that time um so no i i no i just roll with things basically yeah. and yeah and definitely it's just adapting constantly yeah. adapting and and just keep him keeping yourself stimulated i think yeah absolutely because i know that's something i've i mean i've said myself and i know i the conversation today about about the military and they obviously well that, that, that small time I served there I found it was like and I'll still say it's one of the best jobs I ever did yeah but it's like I've had people like even today saying I've you know I left the, the like even the, the Marines and you know I've I've kind of I can't get out of that mindset I can't like evolve from that I can't move on from that I find myself mm. I still want to be there and I, I said it myself really to find that purpose you'll always have that identity because you earn yeah. that, you know, you know, that cap badge, you earn that beret, you know, you earn that. So you've, that is your identity. You've always carried that with you, no matter where you go through. Like, yeah. but essentially, it's taking the lessons and the time spent there and applying it now. Because really, we could look at it as that. But it's like, we've, I think anybody who served in the military, you never really look at a job as a normal job. I suppose the difference with me is, is that I was a reservist. So yeah. I didn't have it full time. But certainly when... You know, after I broke my back and and that sort of ended my military career, it was the loss of belonging um, yeah. that I think was the hardest thing for me. Um, you know, being part of that team. But I feel like the team that I'm in in now is very much a family. It's very yeah. much. I mean, you know, lots of the a few of the guys are ex-militaries. So it's based on veterans, but obviously we have a we have civvies as well so yeah. young young up-and-coming talent who are all you know i think that's the thing they're all so passionate and focused and we're all on the same page 
um, yeah. with the with the goal of the of the um, or the objective of what we're yeah. doing. Yeah, definitely. Because I think that's what it is, isn't it? Because you have that. You once you have that like military like mindset there almost and you like say it's working in that team you've got like that, that family there you've got that common objective yeah. you're working towards and i think that's what it is that's what makes businesses that i've got that combination both military and civilian because everyone brings something to the table yeah it's very nourishing it's a very nourishing environment to be around and and also i think as well that it, it's a lifestyle you know yeah. when being part of this racing team you're traveling together you're you know you, you're kind of doing everything together and it's not a nine till five job necessarily yeah. um and i think the, the lifestyle thing has always been a been a, a thing for me i want to be sort of fully immersive rather than just nine till five and have those two separate lives if you like do you see what i mean yeah, definitely, definitely. Because I think that's what it is. It's like I said, I think it goes back to routine because we get so used to it. In civilian world, we get used to that nine to five or whatever those shift mm -hmm. patterns are that will work. And I think we get quite used to that. And it's like kind of like you start feeling, do you ever feel like that you start working these shifts and then you suddenly think, I'm getting a little bit bored in this environment or I'm getting bored of these <laughs> shifts. Yeah. And you, and you want to like just be able to roll into work. And even when we had kind of had shifts, and that in the military it, it was very loosely based the term shifts because you know it, and i think what it is yeah. you know it's different from like even obviously my time i was working on bases like air base they were called droves would have set shifts and then it was different of obviously being on board ship so there's mm. two big two big differences but i think what it is is that lifestyle's always there kind of everything fits into one isn't it but you don't have that that big division between like what you'd have in the civilian world to the military world but i think it's also great yeah. that you've got that area that you think, right, well, I've got this work to do. And it gets a little bit used to uh, getting used to that part. But with yourself, like you said, with a lot of people being that mix there, you'll have mm. those people that are quite happy not working those conventional hours. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've, I've always, no, not always. I've, I've always found myself happiest when I'm sort of immersed professionally and socially with the same yeah. people. I mean, when I was living in France, I... I had a very small team that I was living and working with. And I really, um, I, I think I thrive on that, really. Yeah, I think that's what it is, isn't it? It's that having that family, that, that small yeah. group of people that you work with, you eat, sleep, breathe almost with. But it's yeah. also, it's like you kind of create that bond. And I think that's what a lot of it is. Mm. And I found that in, in certain circles, uh, especially from... I think what it is, if we're being served in the military, you get used to that small circle or that small group of people that you work with. And I think that if, if you can find that outside that, and I think that's what the big difference is. A lot of people who are in the civilian world have never served. They kind of, mm. they find it quite, they kind of go off on their own directions where we're quite yeah. used to having those small circles of people that we work around. And I think that's what it is. It's getting back into areas such as that, like you're saying, it's a, it could be motorsport, it could be doing like what you've done previously. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, your ventures overseas. You know, there's that small group. And I think that's what it is, really. It's that tribe, isn't it? What we always talk about. Yeah, definitely. I think it's definitely like a tribe. I think as well, because my parents split up in my early 20s. So the family home disappeared and there was sort of you kind of felt like there was nowhere to go back to or nowhere to belong yeah. you know and i think um i think that probably is is a, is another draw for me um 
being being in a in a small group that all looks after one another yeah definitely because i think that's what, that's a part that i think a lot of people need to say that that loss of belonging because mm -hmm. you, once you're in that circle once you're in that group that brotherhood that tribe i think you kind of you, you've got each other and you fall back on each other it, it, yes. there is that safety and that security once you've left there it's very hard to find that again. And I think it's only yeah. in certain circles. Now, I can uh, uh, obviously relate to that is I found it in martial arts. And it, it I, turned about, yeah. it's all, it turned to be like a family. It's uh, that family environment. And you feel part of something again. And I think it is where things have, as you know yourself, how things have changed so much, even over the last five, 10 years, mm -hmm. how there's a lot more like, they, even like jujitsu clubs, a lot of people have turned into like clubs, gyms, you know, yeah. organizations, even race, you know, racing, um, rugby as well. Um, that's another popular one as well. Uh, so really it's about finding the belonging again. And it's going back into those groups and finding that, that almost that belonging, that tribe sense of purpose again, isn't mm -hmm. it? Yeah, do you know as well what what I found quite interesting is when when I was in the Middle East, comparing our cultures a little bit, you know we've got quite um, I don't know in, individualistic culture. I don't know yeah. the word, but you know we're quite um, we have small little nucleuses, you know, so yeah. the children are sort of encouraged to move away and and become independent and start their own lives. But then in the Middle East or Oman. I, I can't speak for the whole of the Middle East, but Oman, certainly, you know, you have a very collective culture where the families yeah. all live together still. And, you know, there is that sort of, that tribe within the family, I guess, um, yeah. as part of their culture. And I, you know, I, I think there's pros and cons for, for both of those things, really. Um, but it was, I think you, you did feel or get the vibe from you know from my teammates that 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 family the you know blood family is incredibly yeah. important and but then also i have to say because i live in london on my yeah. own i'm not surrounded you know surrounded by that so perhaps if you go into sort of into more rural areas it it probably is a little bit more like that in fact I know it is you know I've got yeah. friends who live down in Devon and they all the family live on a farm and you know and there's just different houses within the farm so I, I just think it depends on your personal preferences isn't it really stuff, I think yeah yeah because I, I think that myself is like you're saying that because I mean I've lived all different parts of the, mm -hmm. in the country I've lived in the south I've lived in like, Cornwall I've lived in you know, like north you know I mean like, even as far as like Glasgow and I find that myself when you move around different areas and you see how people live and like you said even like when you go to overseas it's even more interesting because everybody has that kind of culture where that, that it's family based but yeah. it's like it's it's a little bit it's like you can see where it's disconnected in certain parts than others and some are more yeah. connected than others yeah yeah it's really weird because my dad grew up in southwest london and i mean you know the older generation had a massive community you yeah. know and maybe it's just because i'm not from london i didn't go to school here but i moved here after university that i just i've not experienced that and also because I never really wanted to be in London anyway, I was always disappearing a lot. It was a bit like yeah. you know, Stockholm syndrome a little bit. Yeah. Um, but had I not lived here, I wouldn't have done things that I've done potentially, you know, so yeah. like, you, you just never know, can't really odds it, can you?
I think you've got to have that, like, you've got to have that experience. Because I know, like, Dan, veteran, he said, just put on their cabin in the, and sticks will just fine for me. And I think yeah, that's it's a, right. it, it is an absolutely <laughs> fantastic idea. Anybody would like you think, you know, people say, oh, I'd love yeah. to be in a city. And then when you live in a city, you think it's just hustle and bustle. And then, like, you think all I want to do is, like, and to me, I agree with that. In the middle, in, you know, in a log cabin, you kind of think, in the middle of nowhere, peace yeah. and quiet. And I think as the older we get, the more we kind of go towards that area where it's kind of like that. It's ideal, isn't it? It's where it's peaceful, yeah. it's quiet. You can't be doing with the hustle and bustle. Where in your younger years, you kind of thrive for that. So I think it's it all to do with age groups as well, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, it's a funny because I'm I actually was I'm I'm looking to move closer to Silverstone now. So I actually viewed two properties this morning um up on the sort of northampton oxfordshire border yeah and community is now really important to me i mean even though i like to spend a lot of time on my own i do want to have that nice small community and one place i i viewed was a little um in this little village um which you could feel there was yeah. everyone would know each other and all of that which is good and bad sometimes and then there was another one and and the you know the heart of that village was a was a pub, um, but then there was another property which was just in a hamlet, and I was yeah. like, you know, I, I I want that sort of heart and that hub of a place to be yeah. able to go to, if I if I need to. Yeah, um, definitely, definitely, because I think that's what it is, isn't it? Like you said, it's it's finding those communities, it's finding those mm -hmm. where you you feel like, and you know yourself. When you in, when you get there, you get that vibe. You get that part of like, yeah. I feel I belong here. I feel like this is good for me. And I think that's what it is: is building those communities. And I think that's something that's really lost over the years. And I know that I've seen that myself. Where like like you said, even from like a country location, where a lot of people used to do everything around, say, a, a country pub. Everything mm. was was surrounded by that, or like events, or out, like um, you know, like parties, and you know, lots of different uh, different things happening. But I think what it is is a lot of people have or have kind of lost that sense of purpose. That you've got to find that throughout your life and find out where you belong and where you fit in, and you know, and regardless of where what environment you're in, really, isn't it? It's, like you said, it's adapting to your environment as well. Yeah, I think I think for sure. But do you know? I'm, I mean, I'm pretty happy with my life apart from where I live, and and yeah. it, that's been a factor for quite some years now. And that's the the sort of one of the things that I'm well clearly looking to change, um, yeah. looking for properties. But equally, some you know some some parts of me just does want to disappear. Yeah. Um, but then I know I have these knee jerk reactions where I have to go from one extreme to another, and I I have to really check myself and uh and think okay no stop you know yeah. um but my brother's very good at, at, at keeping me grounded and talking sense into me <laughs> <laughs> do you i mean do you think that it's like saying that do you think it's kind of like being in that built-up environment and in the city base because i know i've experienced that myself and it is kind of like that claustrophobia you feel like everything's so you know closed in yeah. so like people live on top of each other and i think what it is some with some uh, like people like yourselves and that you kind of feel like that you need that you need that like expand you know expanded area you need that wider environment don't you you kind of like some people are quite comfortable in that in that environment and then for yeah. others it's like you need that open space you need that time to like to think really to be able to you feel like you have you're not just hemmed in yeah 
and and London for me, you know, you you do get caught up in it as much as you don't want to. You see, you know, I, I don't have a huge desire for material things, but when you're in London and you see people with nice bags and nice cars yeah. and there's lovely things in the shops, you think, I want that, I want that, I want that. Yeah. I don't want that. I couldn't yeah. really care less about it, but it does. I don't know. Everything is 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 leading you to to purchase and to buy and you know yeah. to to pull you in to want things that you don't have and 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 that's something that I'm really looking forward to getting away from. Yeah, definitely. Because do you think on that on that note, do you think that like saying that kind of culture that that people have inherited? Do you think it's that kind of finding their part of it? It's belong to something like to have latest this, latest that, and they see someone and like you said, it's that mindset of like you're walking down the street and everything's advertised, everything there on you in your view, yeah. and you kind of do that window shopping, but you tend to think I want that. Do you think it's part of it because it's the fit in, fit into that environment? It's almost the fit well, into really? that part. Yeah, that, <laughs> that 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 mindset of that where the people think if I just, if I buy this, I will fit in with this kind of people. Where then you have those people that feel that they're uncomfortable in that environment because. They're, they, they've got no interest in that material items. Yeah, it's sort of like keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah, exactly. But it also makes you feel a bit crap about yourself sometimes because you think, if I can't afford that, or, yeah. you know, I, I'm not doing enough, or I'm not enough. And so yeah. I, I, it, it's, all just, it's all just quite negative for me, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Do you think that's a, that plays almost like on that social media side where people like, obviously that's been said a lot, where there's that competition. You see something and you're thinking, oh, well, I've got to be like them because they're doing this or they're doing that. Or they're, they're you know, yeah. and I think a lot of times it's, it's about that stepping away from it, isn't it? And being that individual, being that unique, because really a lot of people do do that to follow the crowds. And to myself, I think I can see a pattern in a lot of things in from mm. society to social media, where a lot of people do things just to fit in. And and I look at it as like, but it's yeah. great not to fit in and be yourself and be an individual. Be counted as being one. Because I think that's when a lot of pressure, can self-induced pressure can be put on yourself. But maybe it comes down to that needing to feel a, a belonging to something. Yeah. And if yeah. you have that, you then you have that fitting in and that belonging. But whether it's actually what you really want. I don't know, but then it takes a huge amount of thought to, yeah. to work out what you really want. I mean, well, I speak for only from my own experience. Yeah. It's taken me a long time to work out what yeah. I want and where I might fit. And I'm never really sure where, where I fit or, or what I do, but I've, I feel like I'm fitting now. Um, but, you know, everything has a shelf life and essentially i think there's you know everything is transient really so it's always always changing and what works at one period of your life might not work for another period of your life yeah definitely i mean because i mean were you doing a lot of obviously from the venture side um you know doing overseas and doing like doing the work like obviously trips over there oh man and then you know like, like i've seen that continuation of that evolution of yourself there where you're you're constantly trying new challenges you're trying new areas you you, you think I'll, I'll give you know and, it, and you're fitting in different areas because you're yeah. naturally drawn to that it's, it's it's that part of it where you feel comfortable in that environment yeah i think it's i suppose i wonder if i could say maybe it, it is a sort of continuous search for purpose yeah. If you like. And you know, what I was 
10 years ago is very different to what I what I am now but then it's still that search for sort of fulfillment in a way and actually when I, I was working in an estate agents which I really hated I think it was about five years ago and I thought to myself like and and it was just when Brexit hit as well yeah. so the I think the three deals that I had all fell through and then yeah. you're on a rubbish wage each month unless you're getting commissions so you're like on 1100 quid or something which yeah. does not go very far no. at all especially living in town and um and I thought to myself wow there's two things that I require and I need to tick one of the boxes and it's either money and fulfillment and that job was not ticking either of those boxes so I was like just I've got to get it get me out get me out of yeah. here but strangely enough my everyone else was very happy that I was settled into a job I only lasted nine months I got the sack at the end um because the boss saw it in fact he was ex-military yeah. and he saw it and he said you don't want to be here you 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 may as well <laughs> leave so <laughs> So I was like, okay, I'm getting the sack, that's cool. But <laughs> he said, you're going to feel a massive sigh of relief when you walk out the door. And it's supposed to be a month long notice. And he was like, just go now. And I was just, yeah. He said, I'll pay you for the month and just go. And I was just like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> you're quite happy, aren't you? Because I mean, I've done jobs yeah. like that myself. And you know it inside, you think, I don't, you feel like you're getting drawn somewhere else. You're thinking, you lose yeah. that sense of purpose. You you start a job with good intentions of like, right, I want to, you know, be successful at this. I want to, yeah. you know, you want to like even progress into like management, higher management. You, you've got all these ideas, the, like the theory side about what it should be. Then when you do it actually in practice and for real, and you kind of think this isn't going the way that I would yes. like it to be. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, you kind of get drawn somewhere else. Now, like, like myself, I started this, obviously, the, the page a year ago, just over a year ago. Yeah. And I found what I started off was very small. I was trying to find my feet of which direction I wanted to go in. And now, of what it's built to, I'm like, have I really built this? You know, and I found yeah, it's, getting bigger, it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And, it, and, and I think I'm just looking at it's building that community. It's building that community where everybody can, can you know, can, can just join in. Yeah. And there's like a nice, you know, like, a, it, again, it's nourishing, you know? As well, yeah. everything that you post is very nourishing. You read that, and you, yeah, and it's um, you know. But I, I also, I don't know what your what your following is. I know, I know it's going to be a lot of um, ex-military, military. Well, it's actually, well, it's actually a, a good mix of everybody. Is it? It's, I, that's what I like. I like that diversity. Yeah, that's I like everybody from all different backgrounds. I d that's why I didn't want it to be just purely down down, down the military. I tried yeah. that route, and I found that actually, it's like I felt a bit of a fraud when I was really? doing it. In what it. way? Well, because I only served a few years, and because that was that pre nine eleven, it was kind of like because those years ninety nine yeah. to two thousand, well two thousand and one, when I uh, obviously those years I active, actively served, and that was obviously before nine eleven, because I was due to go out in the Gulf in June. It was actually June uh, stroke July of two thousand and one. Yeah. Then uh, obviously nine eleven happened, and I found that uh, all I served on, I, I started off at the Cold Rose, um, and then I spent good time there. Uh, got me deployment for Ark Royal and only done one trip at Wave down to Tenerife mm. on Argus at the time but then when I got to Ark Royal and that's when I, was, I knew physically I wasn't able to do that that's you know when everything started snowballing but that mm. point in time the, all that was happening was it was over lads were doing back-to-back -to -back tours of like over the Gulf or Bosnia and that's all they were doing 
out to the golf, back again, out to Bosnia. And I must have saw about 30 people handing notice in, in that short period of time. And then 9-11 happened. And this is where it all changed. And I found I was a bit of a problem because I'd never done those tours. I'd never done the frontline duty. I'd never done that. And I found that, hang on a minute, it's people with more experience, real-time experience. Yeah. You know, And I think, me, I would rather say, if you're into more the military side of it, I'm there for everybody, but I kind of wanted to find my feet, my following. And I, and yeah. I think I look at it as like, I do it as a wider group because I'd rather have that diversity where, mm -hmm. it, you know, because everybody's on the same page, really, I look at it. Mm -hmm. And that's from like personal development, evolution, mindset, mental health, whatever you want to call it, because we all can tick those boxes. And I think that's what I'm yeah. trying to look at. Yeah, it's, it feels like that as well. I, I know what you mean about the fraud thing because yeah. I was in the reserves. I did four years there. I was all set. I was sort of gagging to go to Afghanistan, but then yeah. the the back broke. So I know that fraudulent feeling. Um, it's it's a funny one. But then yeah. also I I met I walked I did this charity walk and I met a lot of young Marines and they'd all joined up to go as well. And then of course the sort of we withdrew and and they didn't get their, their fix. And it's sort of like, it's careful what you wish for, yeah. isn't it? Because you, yeah. you join up to, to do it. You join up to go to war, essentially, really, yeah. don't you? And then when there is no conflict, it's a little bit like, well, what are we training for? And yeah. it, 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 it's, a, it's a funny one. It's a little bit of a, a, bit of a paradox, that, isn't it? We... Yeah, definitely. Because you, you do, like you say, you join to do that job. And yeah. then it was, it was, oh, in, in the time when I joined, if that, that big if question, if I'd stayed another six months, if, if things hadn't gone the way they had done, you know, and I would have gone to Iraq, uh, uh, Afghan, um, you know, would, because the lads that I did serve with, they actually eventually went on our road there. Because it was quite a, a bit of a funny story. It was one of the lads, it was, it was VE Day. It actually got a big, like, flag that he got on our, our Royal. It was actually the main battle flag that was flown when they were actually with the invasion of Iraq. Right. So he had this hanging, like dangling out of his window, the biggest ensign you yeah. can see. So he'd actually got off board ship, but he actually he'd actually like, gone there. And I kind of like I still chat to him today. And and I said that if you think about that, that small amount of time and what time does that six month had it had it stayed, you know. Yeah. Would I be sitting here doing this now? And it's that kind of big ifs and whens and whats, isn't it? Yeah, they're futile, really, aren't they? Um, yeah. <laughs> but there, it is always the, yeah, there is, I think, I try not to wonder too much, but I do sometimes, you, know, you do sometimes, don't you? I wonder yeah. what, if that if that would have happened. But I think it's just, it's your course, it's your path. And I don't, you know, it's how it works, isn't it? It's just how it rolls. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Because I think that's what it is. Is we, I mean, when I look at when I look at different areas, and that's everything. I kind of analyze things in that way of right. What do I want to? What do I? Which direction do I want to go in? And I see that as that continuous like evolution. Because mm. you can't stay in that moment because you will just then fade away. It is that continuation, right? I've got to yeah. continue to develop and I develop myself as like a writer. I develop myself as like, you know, a, a podcast host. You know, I develop yeah. myself in the ways that I, I listen, I learn, I research. I try different angles. I diff, try different approaches, see what works, what doesn't. And I think I've, I've definitely changed from 
last year than I am now, the way that I write, the way that I present my mm. content, the way that I go in different angles. I'm always continuously looking for new ways. I'm not, I don't want to sit in that fixed ideas path. Get complacent. Yeah, complacency, because it will kill you. Because really, I think that's what I'm trying to promote as much, is because no matter what we've done previously, yeah. it's not that big question of I was, it's now that big question of I am, or I'm going to be. Yeah, and uh, but I think I don't, I don't know about you, but sometimes I don't know what I'm going to be, but I yeah. just sort of keep moving forwards, yeah. just exploring different opportunities or knocking on doors. And sometimes it takes a surprising, you know, a surprising turn or one chance meeting, and you're going yeah. in a completely different direction to what you envisaged. That's why I don't do too much planning because I yeah. just. I don't know, keep plodding on. But then I quite enjoy the uncertainty as well. Um, it's almost like that adventure, isn't it? It's almost like, is this going to happen? Is that, you know, yeah. and I think it's had that open mind because as soon as you sit there and think, right, I've, I'm quite comfortable in this, in, in this set amount of time, in this routine, I'm set to this routine. And people tend to, tend to like go down, tend to go that area where they get stuck. And, it, and it's that log jam. Yeah. mindset where they, they they become so comfortable in their environment they're in and it's that certain routine and I, I think that's what everybody keeps talking about you know keeps talking about like get outside your comfort zone because things do happen do happen for a reason yeah. and it's always about taking that leap of faith it's about yeah. right why where do you want to go next isn't it but equally I think some people enjoy that yeah. And, and kind of thrive off it I mean yeah. it doesn't work for me but everyone's different a lot you know I think some people really enjoy um that the security of of knowing where their next paycheck's coming from or yeah. I don't know I think it's different strokes for different folks isn't it yeah yeah down think... the range coffee absolutely. yeah yeah, some things we can't control exactly because I always say it myself just concentrate on what you can control not what you can't because that's out of our control do you know what I love Similar. though? Is when that... some some things happen and you're not sure why it's happened at the yeah. time, but then looking back, you're like, okay, now I get it. Yeah. Now that yeah. had to happen. That. Like, you know, even if it's a good thing or a bad thing, probably more so I look on the bad things. I was like, God damn it, why did that happen? Yeah. And then, like working for the estate agents, I was yeah. like, that was an awful, awful job. But if it hadn't have been for working at that estate agents, I wouldn't have met my friend Maggie, yeah. who helped me with everything on the expedition, you know, who just yeah. helped me untold. And I was like, okay, now I see why I was working in the estate agents in Pimlico. And I met that Saudi Arabian lady that day, who I'm yeah. still in touch with as well, you know? So the, the, the dots connect. Yeah, it's almost like that fate, isn't it? Hope. Yeah, definitely. Because I think that's what it is. Is I've always termed it as people. People say like hope, and I always think, look at this. Hope what we'd like to happen. Fate or destiny is what's gonna happen. You know, you can never really put your chance on that. And it's kind of they take the roll yeah. of the dice because things are gonna fall into place. And it is just that chance meeting, yeah. or something's gonna happen, or we might speak to somebody. And I think it's just to have that mindset of like, be open, because there's so many yeah. opportunities out there. Uh, yeah, for sure. What do you so on fate and destiny? What's your yeah. um? You know, what's your what's your views on that? To be honest, I, I look at it very clear cut. 
Mm. Because we're all destined to do something. Mm. We're not all destined to be great, but we can become great. But mm -hmm. what it is, is we're, in fate itself, like I said, it's what's going to happen. Because we have no... It, it, I, I believe that we've got a purpose in life. We've all got an individual purpose, no matter what it is. But also on the other side of it is, is it's that internal force where you're going to keep pushing forward. There's always going to have something mm. there that's going to tick in away. Now you can create your own destiny. You can create your own legacy. Everything that you do every day is you are building that legacy. You are building almost like that destiny is that part, part that yeah. you want to get to or like to get to. And I look at everything does fall into place, but it will also do everything in a positive form so you can leave a good legacy behind. So no matter what you're doing, yeah. you know, and it, I think that's what it is. It's, Fate, destiny is very, very, that one of those things that's very mixed where you kind of hope that something will happen, but things will happen naturally. Mm. We, it all falls into line, doesn't it? Yeah, I feel like it does. I feel like I'm very open to it. I had my birth chart read um, last year. And, you know, I know that there's, I'm open because yeah. I don't think we know enough about anything to really... To, to know. <laughs> yeah. I think we know enough to know. So therefore, I don't really rule anything out. Um, but this birth chart was very, very interesting um, um, with my, my purpose, my past. So it talks about all of those, or it shows all of those things. And, and whilst I don't not believe it, I'm not sort of gung-ho in the belief of it either. I don't really know what to yeah. believe about it all but yeah. but oh i don't know it's a really tricky one i'm gonna lose my head in a minute because i get <laughs> you start getting like really like oh, yeah it's going getting a bit trippy and boggly <laughs> yeah but i think what it is, is is exactly that like everybody talks about like destiny or a bit or things are gonna you'd like to happen or like really it does roll in that same path so you've got like purpose everyone's got to have that sense of purpose of what they'd like to do mm. and i think it does come from that inner part of like this is what i'd like to happen or this is where the direction i'd like to happen and i think you give it that best shot that yeah. best shot of this is and you direct you've got your own but it's like you're you're in control of your own actions we're all in control and going back to that controllables like saying i've always looked at it is you just concentrate on what you can control so your own speech your own mm -hmm. thoughts your own you know, everything that you do that everything else outside external you can't control that no. you know so you might as well stop thinking about everything else and then you, that's what holds uh, like controls all that um, like overthinking it, it like, kind of it yeah. can snowball you and because people tend to put more on overthinking something or a situation that they can't control just concentrate purely on yourself on that part what can you control and that's what you that's your greatest strength and that's the way i always look at it is that is your strength keep walking forward and always i look at it it's like even in a conversation when I've said something to somebody, I always look at that A to Z. So you look at that garden path. So you start at A mm -hmm. and you work your way to Z, but you always know where you are in the middle. So even if you stop at F, you know that you can get back on the path and then keep going to a Z. And it's mm -hmm. all that part of it. Like, this is where you'd like to do. And I think people look at it. Even if you write down 20 things you'd like to do in the next year, at least you're going to aim for something. You've got to have structure. You've got to have purpose. And then you've got to have that strategy. Like, how are you going to do something? Or essentially, it's why. Why is your biggest one? I've always I found. think why is definitely why, why are you doing this? Exactly. Because and then what and how then falls into place. Because once yeah. you've got why, you know your direction. But it's really... But that's the know, challenge. Exactly. <laughs> it's finding the why. Yeah. That and takes I think that's time. 
But do you, th do you think that we kind of, in life, we do tend to do that as adults, we kind of like, and even as children, we, we've got that natural curiosity of like, I'd like to try this. Some people have got that curiosity where they think, I'd like to try this, and they give it a try and it works or it doesn't work. Yeah, I think some people do, some people don't. Mm. Um, but I think there's also, um, maybe fear is not the right word. Sorry, I had a call. No sort of fear of um, fear of judgment, and then yeah. you've. I mean, I've had it. I I probably still have it. I fight it. You know, there's a lot of yeah. conflict uh, that goes on. But then, equally, a lot of the time, I just do things anyway, and think, oh, I wonder what somebody thought of that, or I wonder what. So, but then I'm yeah. like, well, I've done it now, so tough, really. Yeah. Um. But I think yeah, definitely. The main thing is. I think as long as you're not hurting anyone, you know, do what you exactly. want. Just don't, just take as little casualties as possible, I think. And just, I suppose... Yeah, definitely. I suppose I kind of, I see people doing things that I don't like. And I think to myself, I don't want to be like that. And if I recognise myself doing something that I don't like, I'll be like, have a word and, and have a chat with myself about it. Um, yeah. I don't know. I suppose I just want to be a decent human being, really. Well, I think that's what it is anyway. As long as you've got that moral compass there, this is the way I've, I've always looked at it. As long as you've got that moral compass, you know that, like, the direction you want to go in, you, you give out as much you, you know, equal, uh, equality, diversity, you know, you, you know, treat everybody's mm. equal. Because, I mean, I've, I've literally spoken to people who, I actually spoke to one guy, and he was a little old man, scruffy beard and i was and this was actually in carlisle when i was working doing the um it was direct marketing trying to sign people up broadband and he stood there and i was like it got chatting and i was like a bit curious about you because he was talking about like companies and this and that and he was actually said and, and i don't know, i mentioned it before it's like he'd send 25 pounds to like uh people uh, girls out in africa and i was like all right and it's like okay what's this all about to it turned out he says do you know like um cunard's and i was like yeah cunard's a big shipping company yeah well, he owned it. Yeah. It was actually Sir Peter Brocklebank was standing there. And he was actually telling us that he actually pulled out his credit card and it had and it, you know, his name on it and everything. Yeah. I was like, I don't disbelieve you. But he even turned around and he was worth £47 billion. Pounds. Yeah, you see, like, never judge a book. You know, wow, you know. And he even told us, he says, I've actually got one son. Because I said about, oh, but what would you do with this, this, this large amount of money that you've got? Like, what would you do? He says, well, I've got one son, but he's a junkie. I was like, oh. okay. So he's literally know said, what I'm you're going to get, do you? <laughs> yeah, so he turned around and he says, I'm not going to give him my money because, like, he's basically he's going to kill himself. He's going to OD on it. And I was like, yeah, true. So he yeah. basically, what he, what he thought was, like, like he said, he, he wanted to create something that he could then pass on to other people. But then mm -hmm. I've got people, I speak to people like that, that have got all that money, you know, and you're thinking, wow, and you're so down to earth. And then you've got people who, you know, are homeless people so it's it, i think it's that equality isn't it it's that equal spread of people and i think if you can speak to somebody who's got that x amount of money and somebody who's got nothing i think the two do equally balance and i think it's about just speaking to people on that human level yeah for sure and and kind of looking beyond all the um the trappings yeah i think and i i mean these days i i don't know i've i've got quite a good um gauge of good energies decent people yeah and um i trust that a lot more now yeah sort of definitely because 
But do you think it's about about surrounding yourself by those positive people? Because I've found that, and I've I've said this quite a lot as an analogy. If you look at it, it's like the people that you surround yourself in life, and you you know surround yourself with positives, and then you do it even online. You surround yourself with you know in that positive thing. You or you become more positive yourself. You feed off each other, so you, you bounce off each other on that positivity level. And I think a lot of people what they tend to do is they get sucked into a lot of things. Like a lot yeah. of arguments, especially like say for example the last the events of the last say three four months, a lot of people get sucked into those arguments. They get sucked into ideals. And I think what it is is yeah. stay away from that. It, you know, be mindful Definitely. of it, but don't get sucked into this argument because I think that's when you know you know the, the argument can build and build and build and build, and then things go completely yeah. and spiral out of control, don't they? Yeah, I think as well. Um, the Sometimes the loudest, nastiest voices are heard the most, yeah. which is always a bit of a shame. And I, I think, it, I always feel that generally it's the minority that ruins it for the majority. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but, and those are the people, I don't know, you kind of pander to them because it's almost pointless arguing with them because you're never going to change their minds. Yeah. They're like the red traffic light lot, you know? Yeah. Just stay away from them. But then how do you how do you counter the negativity that they're they're feeding? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's really hard. I think this is more like, people. Yeah, I think it's like you can listen to everybody, but I yeah. think what it is is don't react. It's how you react to something, like anything, like even if face to face with somebody, it's how you react to something. Mm. And I think what it is is yourself, I look at it as listen to someone before you speak because mm. you'll learn a lot more than actually speaking and you get a lot more of that gist as well of like human like connection speaking to somebody it's a lot different like us speaking now i know the like you know it would be a lot different us speaking face to face there's mm. a lot more and i know paul me and paul de gelder were saying that that like um the way he 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 misses that interaction of going on stage speaking to people in that way than to do like the online and zoom i think that's ideal for maybe for example a business point of view yeah that's ideal like i think with me and stop me and dean stop were saying that it's great for certain elements of that but this human connection we think we've got to have it it's great having technology it's also having that you know that human connection and i think a lot of people yeah. yes it's easy to put a response to something and set fire it off on the on yeah, any of the social media part but would you technically say that to the person's face i think that's what it is it's that keyboard warrior culture where would you really before you post something would you say that to the person's face or not yeah, a lot of the time, probably not. Exactly. I think that's what it is. I think it, it breaks down, boils down to it's accountability yeah. of like, would you say that to a person, you know? And it's the same as this persona, this social media persona. Like myself, me and you could sit here chatting right now. Mm. We could, and I think what it is, is I like to portray myself in a way that I, I keep everything real. Because I look at this, I'm the same person sitting here chatting now. And I'm the same person that I am online, offline, you know, face to face. And I think that's what it is. You've got to keep that, that yourself grounded, that you're not bigger yeah. than anybody, but you're not beneath anybody. And you're, just, you're at that, that mid-level. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I agree. I don't know. It's one thing I do. I did think, though, about this, you know, we're going to change the way we work. Everyone can work from yeah. home. I see that as positive and negative because, yeah. you know, it was like when the internet started and all this online shopping, 
yeah. and it makes the you know the local high street is now not what it was there isn't that yeah. community again so yeah. yes we can work from home yes i'm sure that cost can be saved with not having such big offices and everything but then once again we're all isolating ourselves yeah. further I mean, for some, again, though, for some it works. Some people love working at home, but yeah. I have friends that hate it and want yeah. to be in the office environment and they love going into work. Um, so, go, yeah, it's just different different people, isn't it? What, Absolutely. Because I, I, think, I think that's what it is. It comes back to, like, saying what you're currently doing. I think it's finding purpose but it's also finding the right mm. people in these hubs in these communities and i think we need to do this more i mean the internet's a great place you learn a lot of things you know if you look at it from that positive perspective forget the negative negative part forget all that put it out to one side look at it as, as it's a tool it's like anything mm. it's a tool that's what i look at it's like a toolkit you go online you search for information you speak to people on different even business it's great for business and like obviously doing networking it's great for that as a tool but mm. On the other side, we need those small groupings. We still need that sense of um, community, the purpose that's been lost over the years. And I think we've got to rebuild that. It's great, like especially what you're doing yourself with the, the team there, uh, motorsports. But then there's equally areas such as martial arts, like the jiu-jitsu that's yeah. really took off. You've got areas such as the rugby, another big Cross area. Fit. Don't forget CrossFit. CrossFit. CrossFit community. I'm yeah. not a CrossFitter, though. <laughs> but that that's what it is it's building communities we need to yeah. build better communities we need to build stronger better communities and these mm. little hubs on different areas and i think that's what it is it's great to have it online but you've also got to have that those little hubs you know yeah. in different areas and i think that's what creates a better community and i think mm. that's what it is you need that sense of and i think then everyone's got that sense of purpose it brings it back in and I know that uh, obviously the military have tried that, that approach a lot. And I think it's great that no matter where you go in life, you'll always find your community, your little mm. tribe there. I'm going to throw a curveball in. Yeah. yeah. Um, because this is something that I think about quite a lot is, um, so yes, you've got your jiu-jitsu and I'm not sure if there's a difference actually. So, so taking women's empowerment, um, LGBT groups. Yeah. Now, at what point does it tip? Yeah. And so the good intention is there um, to promote whatever you want to call it, promote yeah. whatever it is that you want to call it. The good intention is there, but I can't help but think that there's always a tipping point where the, the Black Lives Matter, there's a tipping point where then it serves to be more divisive than the original intention. Good point, because that's something I think it's like with anything. Why I look at it is everything's set up to, to serve a purpose. And it's also on the other part of it, it's, there is good intention in everything. Yes, you can go into the analogy if they say Gandalf in the, great, in the Ring of Power. He'd love to have it. And he's have use it with... I've never know, seen it. Are you not? You, you've never seen Lord of the Rings. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new one. New one on me, that. But it's the analogy of like, you can give somebody a ring of power, but what was their intention to do with it? And he, and he mm. refused. And he was like, don't give it to us because I might start off with good intentions. It's yeah. like that power, isn't it? You give somebody power, but they, yes. And with power, it does come great responsibility, but it's the same as these groupings. Yes, there is good intentions start with any organization, but it's your end part. Where do you want mm. it to go? And it's also having the right individuals in it. And it's how you promote something. But mm. also, like I said, keep with the original 
con or the original objective. Let's call it that objective. What's your end goal? What's your objective? Keep with that. Because see, what it is, is a lot of people throw a lot of arguments into the mix. It gets diluted. The original, uh, like, you know, the, the original argument, should we say, or the objective of what they're achieving. And a lot mm. of people, and that's what people kind of, that's where division comes into it. Because yes, we can all have a common sense of purpose and direction, but also the other part of it is, is it's having um, like start throwing things into the mix. And I think that's when it starts going wrong. It starts diluting. Because if you look at someone like, mm. say, for example, Black Lives Matter. Yes, it's a good you know, you know, objective. But on the other side, then you start having people with the riots and all the negative part. That's when people started diluting the, 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 the good intent, the good intention of it. It's the same as like the yeah. LGBT community. I'm a big supporter of it. But I think it's like, like the, the argument was, why did Pride overtake Armed Forces Day? Now, I think they're all, they should, you know, it should be an equal balance for everything. There shouldn't be one above another. It should be mm. everything done on equality of like, you know, and I think that's what it is. It's having the right individuals. But what it is, is when start, people start put, throwing in different arguments, it's mm. keep with the same intention. Try and keep that, stop that division. You see, that's what, when division comes in, I think that's what it is, that tipping point. It's having the, the right individuals giving out the right positive messages. It's hard though, isn't it? Because yeah. I mean, if you look at religion as well and you think, you know, all these religions started with good intention, but then as the years go on, you have people who, who then use it as a tool for self-serving, you yeah. know, and, and then you get the followers, followers of those people and, you know, you can have these strong charismatic characters where people just want to be led and so people do just want to be led yeah. um and it it but then who decides what's right and wrong yeah i you think know, that's what it is it's everything though isn't it really i know we were just rolling down in the last about five minutes here but i mm. think that's what it is you can you can see it on every single level like you're saying you can do it for everything everything has if it's something of a positive nature there's good intent in it but it's the individuals that carry that message. Now, it all depends on what their morals are, their moral compass. And I suppose I look at it as long as you want to put out a positive message. And it's the same as what I'm trying to do. And, you know, a thousand of people yourself there. It's that positive message. Keep with the original intent. If you start, divert, you know, going off at a massive tangent in the wrong direction, it starts getting diluted. Or you bring in the wrong people in the mix it starts getting, you know, that dilution there and you lose all meaning of the original intent. And I think that's what it is. It's yeah. people, and I think that's where this whole argument of online, and I think it's wrong because people have got to look at it. It's like, let's stay with the original you know, intent. Now, I don't know where, like, one argument went from being a very positive message and then it diluted to something completely chaotic. Mm. Exactly. I think, yeah. I just... I just... Just, I guess people jump on with their different ideas and, or they're given a voice. I, I don't know. But then everyone, do you think freedom, or do you is think... it because, sorry, people aren't yeah. being heard. They don't feel like they're being heard. So they've got to shout a bit louder. I think that's what it is. But also, and I think it's like anything, everyone's got the, the right to speak, but it's about think about what you're going to say before you say it. A lot of people don't think about the, the, the intent, well, the end, the consequences, consequences, shall I say, in your actions and your words. It's always been mindful of like your, your thoughts, your actions, 
and what you're going to do. Always be in control of that. It comes back to that part of, you know, be mindful of your surroundings, be mindful of people around you, but be respectful in everything you do. And I think that then, once again, rolls back to everything begins and ends with respect. You know, treat everybody and listen to an equal argument. But a lot of people aren't, are they? Yeah, I think everyone's so quite forceful. Yeah. Entrenched beliefs that it's so entrenched beliefs that, but then, you know, is that me saying, well, you're, you should then believe what I believe? Do you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, it's like ideology. It's like you can yeah. have ideology, but it's like anything. You've got to break that ideology. And it's also, it's keep the original message. Like I always believe. Because it's like ideology. You can have a great idea. You can think there's a lot of positives in it. But then start people start adding into the mix and they start taking that original message. Like I said, they start then trying to become bigger than the, the you know the original message. Mm. Because I think the ego takes over. It's like we all have these like interesting thoughts, extra interesting thoughts or actions. And I think basically what it is is it is that dark that Darwin evolution. Everyone wants to be bigger than the next. It's a you know species, isn't it? And mm. I think we can roll on this for hours on this conversation because I think that's what it really comes back to is human evolution. And it is that whole part about the species of Darwin, you know, who's stronger, you know, strongest, you know, strongest part, strongest of the fittest, you know. You can look at all these different, you know, equations, but I think it really comes down to that. Everybody wants to be heard, but what are you going to do to be heard? Mm. And I think that's what, that's what it really is because we're kind of, we haven't really changed the society as much. No, we haven't, which always astounds me because I think the the technology that we create and the advances that that we make, but really, our our human brains sort of I don't feel that belief bit has quite caught up. We're very slow to to change. It's generational, isn't it? Yeah, because there was some sort of changes. Because I know something me and Hugh um, have put, and I know obviously uh, was a warrior poet there absolutely spot on humans are tribal we are very much tribal on that on that level but i know me and Hugh were talking about like obviously a country like iraq it takes many mm. many years mm. you know to see those changes it's it's like anything takes a lot a lot of like years to really bring in positive change and i think it's with ourselves we are very tribal and we are very like kind of cave people you know in that in that thought barbaric yeah we are quite barbaric <laughs> i think we are barbaric um, I mean, think we only stopped. We only stopped public hangings. What in the fifties? Yeah. Wasn't that long ago? Exactly, and there's still actually even, um, and it, there's still um, gallows in uh, Portsmouth Harbour, in Portsmouth Docks, in the naval base. There's still active um, gallows. What do you get put in there if you do something bad? On it's it's <laughs> there's still a law that's written. I know we're just rolling Is around that... the last a minute and a half. It's still a law there, but if you it used it was about damaging dockyard, and it was like setting fire to the dockyard. You could get you got hung in there. Oh, really? and, and the gallows are still actually there. So wow. I think that's what that's what it is, really. I mean, obviously, I just want to wrap things up here for the last minute there. But I think this is something we can really talk for hours, really. I think it's a lot of different things, isn't it? And probably not at. get anywhere. <laughs> yeah, we still go around in circles, come back yeah, to the exactly. original question. And it's like you can throw in all these different answers and different questions and think, does this work? Does that work? But I think it's that brainstorming. But it's, it's looking at everything in that logical sense. And, mm. I, and I really hope that things do go in that way. But I know, uh, just rolling in the last minute there. But I mean, so you're into big things next. I mean, you're going to see this, like, you know, get bigger and bigger, I see, over the next, like, year or so. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, it's going in that direction. And, 
looking forward to COVID being over so I can yeah. all, all the rules relaxing so I can actually drive, start driving, which will be definitely, definitely. very, very exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Because what I'll be doing anyway is I'll be posting all the different uh, pages you're connected to, that was your own, and then the racing team. I'll be connected on them in stories anyway. So I hope everyone like, obviously connects to them and then support you all the way. Um, but like, all I want to say is a massive thank you, JD, again. You know, it's been an absolute oh, pleasure there. You. No, no, you're more than welcome. And obviously, we'll, you know, we can always do this in time to come, see how things are once all the lockdowns cut up. But I will yeah. catch you soon, okay? And you take care of yourself. Magic. Take it easy. You